This evening I want to read an Old Testament scripture for us from Psalm 139. It says, To the leader of David, this is a psalm, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. So such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. And if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not too dark for you. The night is as bright as day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed me, who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. That I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. Oh, that you would kill the wicked, O God, and that the bloodthirsty would depart from me. Those who speak of you maliciously and lift themselves up against you for evil. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. May we be grateful for the hearing, reading, and understanding of this word. At this time, I want to take a moment to have an opportunity to um, have some reflection and some uh, candle lighting here. And each of these candles are going to represent something different um, as we light them uh, this evening. But I'll be lighting um, the candle uh, from the Advent wreath over here. As you can see, we have three of them lit. We'll light the fourth one on Sunday and then the Christ candle in the middle on Christmas Eve. So I invite you just to take time to reflect for a moment after I light each candle and to think and to pray and to just quiet yourself in God's presence. We light the first candle tonight. to remember those whom we have loved and lost. We pause to 
remember clearly their faces, their voices, their bodies. We embrace and give thanks for the memories that bind them to us in this season of expectation when all creation waits for the light. We remember them with love and may God's eternal love surround them. the second candle tonight to remember the pain of loss loss of relationships loss of trust loss of jobs loss of health loss of faith and the loss of joy we acknowledge and embrace the pain of the past oh God and we offer it to you asking that into our wounded hearts and open hands you'll place the gift of peace shalom we remember that through you all things are possible refresh us and restore us and renew us and lead us into your future oh god candle tonight we light to remember ourselves in this season that leads to Christmas we pause and remember the past weeks the past months and for some of us years that have been heavy with our burdens we accept and lay before you God the sharpness of memory the sadness of grief and the hurt and fear the anger and the pain we accept and lay before you the ways that we feel that we have fallen short and the times we have spent blaming ourselves or blaming you for all that we have suffered. We accept and lay before you the, the time that we have walked alone in darkness and in the knowledge of our own mortality. We remember that through that though we have journeyed far and that while lost we may be people who return to the light and though we have turned away from the light the light itself has not failed we remember that though winter may be upon us and the night may be dark we remember that dawn will come and dawn defeats the darkness the fourth candle tonight to remember faith the 
gift of light and hope that God offers to us in the story of Christmas, which both also began in abandonment, insecurity, and humbleness, in a time in a poor stable. We remember that the loving God who kept the light shining in the temple and who came to us, who came to share this life with us, promises us comfort and peace. We remember the one who shares our burdens, who shows us the way to the light, and who journey, journeys with us into all of our tomorrows. O come, the desire of nations, bind us, bind in one the hearts of all of humanity. center of the table we light a candle that represents Christ remembering that Jesus Christ is always at the center of our lives Jesus hears our cries he knows our hearts and in the midst of all of our thoughts and emotions Jesus offers us hope and Jesus offers us healing light continues to enter into this space. I want to read a New Testament scripture reading this evening as well. And it comes from the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verses 35 through 56. The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child is to be born, the, that is to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, here I am, a servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went, to, went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are, you young, uh, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowly, lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and, the, and, the, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and, spent the ri- the ri- and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. May we again be grateful for the hearing, reading, and understanding of this word. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you once again tonight and just give you thanks to be in your presence and to give you thanks that we're not alone. And we all have different journeys and hurts and pains. But Lord, to know that we can come together and know that that we're not alone is so powerful for us. And we give you thanks for one another And we give you thanks for your presence with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus one day is walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two fishermen, two brothers. And they're just hanging out, and they're casting their nets, ready to go, ready to fish. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes along and and just kind of says, Hey, why don't you come, and why don't you follow me? And then a little later on, um, a little while later, he saw two brothers, James and John, and they're uh, with their dad Zebedee, part of the family business, and they're um, tending their nets and out in the boat, and Jesus comes along, and all of a sudden, they drop their nets, and they leave the family business, and all of a sudden, you have uh, these uh, new men following Jesus, just off of an invitation. They drop everything, and they go. And they follow. When I was um, when I was a kid, I remember when uh, my cousins got a chance to get a new dog, and I went with them to pick out this this puppy. And it was a it was a big uh, it was a lot of puppies, uh, black lab puppies. And I remember the day we went there. We went and we went out to the yard, and all of a sudden, all these you know cute little black lab puppies just would come running right to us. And they're jumping and licking our faces, and they're so excited. And, and you know, we're trying to figure out, oh, wh- which one is, is going to be the, the new one that joins the family? And I, we remember looking over, and there was this kind of one um, male dog um, just kind of sitting there by himself, just looking all cute, but just kind of not involved with the rest of the rowdiness. And just kind of sitting off in the distance, and um, we remember thinking, now that's a cute little puppy too over there. So we would go, and he was so much calmer, and he, he was just—he he just didn't want to be involved with with the uh, the excitement and the joy that was taking place with all of us jumping and and having fun. He he was just kind of off to himself and and alone. And I still remember that image um, in my mind uh, to this day, and and seeing him, and you know, just even recently. As a pastor, some things that, that I've heard from, from others. 
you know, just in the past few days or even week, you know, I've heard things like, I'm probably going to be here in the hospital through Christmas Day. Or, you know, I've heard things like, I'm a little nervous about what's ahead for me. Or, you know, I've, I've heard people say, I'm, I'm just in a lot of pain, you know, physical pain, and, and it just hurts, and it, it's a struggle. Or I've heard people say to me, I'm, I just, I'm not sleeping well. I, I just can't seem to rest. I've heard someone say, I've, I've lost my job, and I don't, I don't know where to go. I don't know what's next. I don't, I don't know how to move forward. I've heard someone say, today my sister would have turned 51 years old. So in the midst of a joyous time of year, in the midst of lights and trees and Christmas carols and and Christmas cookies and uh, family traditions and you know, all these things that bring so many of us joy. But the real life stuff is still happening in the midst of that. And, and I've witnessed that so much just in the past few days. That even though Christmas is coming, there's still hurt, there's still pain, there's still struggles, there's still, you know, the, the mindset of this Christmas is just not going to be the same for whatever reason. And you know, we, we hear jingle bells and, and joy to the world being sung all over the place, but a lot of us sometimes feel like, like that puppy that just didn't want to be involved and couldn't be involved for whatever reason. And sometimes we just feel lonely, or we just feel like we're, we don't know what to do. We're, we're by ourselves, or or we feel like maybe we're the only ones who, who are struggling, and, or we just don't know how to take a step forward. And, and like I've said, maybe for some of us, it's, it's been a change of a job or a loss of a job. Maybe it's uh, family dynamics that are um, kind of wedging themselves in right around Christmas, or you know, maybe it is a, a season of um, this is my first Christmas without the love of my life, or or maybe it's, it's, it's several years since a loved one has passed, but it still hurts and the pain still comes. And, and there's this sense of loss. There's, a, there's this emptiness and there's this questioning and, and all sorts of things that must be going through our minds. And I, I think about Mary when she, you know, as a, as a teenage girl is told that she is going to carry the Son of God that she is going to be the one um, that has that is chosen um, to give birth to Christ. And I try to think about, uh, you know, Scripture doesn't talk a lot about the whole journey, the nine months and everything, but I try to think about some of those nights where she would lay down or where she would be uncomfortable. And, and, and maybe I think of that now because my wife's pregnant and, and she's in that, like, 20-week area and, you know... Um, there's discomfort and there's uh, sickness and things like that. And um, I think about how Mary didn't have access to some of the things we have access to today and healthcare and those sorts of things, but, but how hard that must have been 
uh, for her and some of the pain and struggles that she must have gone through too, not let alone telling Joseph, her love, that, um, that she was pregnant, but not to worry that she was still faithful and had not uh, committed adultery or anything and how hard that was for Joseph to swallow. So just all of these things and perhaps Mary felt a little alone or a little um, kind of um, people maybe not believed her, these sorts of things. And I can imagine some of the, some of the thoughts that she must have wrestled with uh, throughout that journey and the hard nights that she had and that physical pain in giving birth to Christ. And, and to think about that hurt, but the joy that came after, the, the, the sense of how it was worth it. And, you know, this is, um, this is just a very difficult time of year for many people. Um, I was um, just talking to a, a police officer the other day, and he had shared that there's just, there's just so many calls this time of year um, that, that kind of deal with people just feeling low and people um, just having a hard time in life. And there's just something about this, this time of year that's so joyful but yet can be so hard if we've lost people or, or don't have anything in the moment. And, you know, as Christians, we take time to stop and we take time to remember the Christmas story and how God became flesh and how God came and dwelt among us. And this Christmas story is, is a reminder to us that God is not distant. God is not far off somewhere in space, but, but that God is right here with us, that God is present and in our midst. And I just want to share with you tonight that God offers all of us grace, that God's grace is so powerful and so strong. And grace simply to me is, is God's work in our life. God at work in our lives is grace. The fact that we were born, that we're here tonight, it's God's grace. And we, we, we can't grow in our love for God and we can't grow in our love for one another unless we have that grace, unless we experience God's grace in tangible ways. And we can do that so many ways in our own lives. We experience grace through reading scripture, through coming to a worship service like this, or um, spending time with people and talking about God and learning about God and coming to and receive Holy Communion. These are all ways that we can receive God's grace in our lives. And, and God's grace is at work in each and every one of our lives tonight, whether we realize it or not. But one, one other aspect I want to share tonight is for those of us who are kind of having that blue Christmas, is not only is God's grace available to you, but God's presence is with you. And that's just something we have to keep reminding ourselves of and that we have to keep hearing because we forget and we go down different paths and we cannot forget that God is present with us and God's real presence is, is right there and is with you, not just in here, but as you go home tonight, that God is right there with you and God hears you when you call. You know, I remember seeing my um, daughter born and I remember just the feeling of seeing that first um, when she was born and her mouth was open and that first breath came out and I was so overwhelmed and I just remember feeling 
that I knew she was coming, but that first moment when you when you lay eyes on a child being born, it was just one of those feelings of you're really here, you're you're really right here with me now. I'm uh, I can see you, I can I can feel you, I can hold you, all of these things, and it was a real presence. And we believe that through Holy Communion that God is present with us too. And that as we go for walks in the early morning or in, as the sun goes down or we look at the stars at night that we can remember in the midst of the hurt and the pain that we have, we can take comfort to know that God is really there, that God is really with us. I think that's one thing that we can do as Christians that would just help us to stop and to slow down is to, is to practice the presence of God, to practice just focusing and imagining the reality that God is right there with us. Sometimes we're so quick and going from here to there that we don't think about those things, but if we daily practice the presence of God in our lives, that can truly help us with our hurt and our pain and the, and the feeling of loss that we have because we are reminded that we're not alone. We sing that, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And many of you know the, the word Emmanuel means God is with us. So when we sing that song, it's almost like a prayer, isn't it? O come, O come, Emmanuel. God be with me. Help me to feel your presence. You know, I was just... Um, just talking to someone today um, about God's presence, about feeling God's presence, about how even sometimes we know that that's true, but that might not help in the moment. But to know the truth ultimately can change everything. To know that, that God is right there. And you may be going through hell right now, and you just may feel... Like, I'm just broken. And you may not feel like you have the strength to take the next steps, but the reminder for us tonight is that even in the deepest pain and hurt and sorrow, we can trust that our God who created us in our mother's womb, as the scripture said, is right there, is at work in our lives that God loves us God hears our cries God hears our prayers God holds us in in his own loving arms and God doesn't cause us suffering and hurt and pain but God says I'm going to be with you in it and that makes all the difference and we're meant to be in community with each other we're not meant to do life alone God wants us to to be together a couple years ago, a few years ago now, I was um, walking down a country road on Christmas Eve. And as I was walking, um, the sun was behind a cloud, and it was, you know, it was a nice day, but the cloud had just made everything so dark. And as the clouds were moving through the sky, I stopped and looked three-quarters of a mile down the road, and all of a sudden... It was like this flat line of darkness um, started racing towards me, or a flat line of light, rather. 
And as the sun began to, to come out from the cloud, it was, it was almost like night and day, and I could see the light just racing down the road towards me. And I just stood there, and the light just came and just hit me and just kept on flying right past me as the sun came back out. And of all days on Christmas Eve, I felt that that was a reminder, a teaching moment, that this is Christmas. Is that in the midst of the darkness, the light has come. And that we haven't pulled out a big ladder and climbed up to God, but God has come down to us. And the light has come. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And that is the message of Christmas, is that the light is coming, and the light is with us. And tonight, your journey continues as you go from this place. And my prayer is that you'll walk away tonight feeling refreshed and feeling loved and feeling embraced by us and, and by God. Because God's grace and God's presence make all the difference. And maybe you not only hear Jesus' invitation tonight of come and follow me, but maybe you also hear Jesus' invitation when he once said, come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And maybe the invitation for you tonight is, come on, is come to me. Are you tired? Are you weary? Come to me and follow me. We don't have to know every verse of the Bible. We don't have to have it all together. Jesus says, just, just come and follow. And we slowly become more like Christ as we journey and as we grow in our faith. And I pray tonight that you will be reminded of your worth and your value and that God does go with you each and every step of the way. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for each person here tonight. I pray for their pain, their hurt, their loss, their anxiety, their stress, all that life involves sometimes. Lord, we don't have the answers to why on different things in our lives and different circumstances, but we do trust that you're with us. And we do trust that you will walk with us and that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So we give you thanks for your faithfulness to us. Help us to reignite our faith in you tonight as we go from this place once again or for the first time. Lord, we give you thanks for friends and family, for church family, for those people who just come and sit with us when we're hurting. They don't need the words to say. They just need to be there with us. And that makes all the difference. Lord, help us to leave this place tonight being the light of the world, reflecting your light into all the world, into the darkness. Help us to be your presence to other people who may be going through a hard time. And help us to sit and to listen and to remind them that God is with them too. I just want to invite you to take a moment to 
to pray to yourself, to listen for God's voice, to confess anything that is on your heart tonight, and we're going to receive Holy Communion together and receive God's grace.